This is Sports Talk with Jack Wilson on News Talk 770, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Well, as you know, hockey is now in the rearview mirror here in Calgary, so we have to focus in on football and, more importantly, Stampeder football here in the city. CFL draft takes place on Sunday afternoon, and who better to set the scene for us than the director of Canadian scouting for the Calgary Stampeders? Brennan Mahoney joins us on Sports Talk with Jock. Hey, Brennan, how you doing? I'm doing great, Jock. How are you doing? Uh, I guess, more importantly, are you ready for the draft on Sunday? All the meetings have already taken place. Uh, you know, your boards are set. Is that, uh, is that a good uh, scenario? Yeah, that's probably that's that's probably right where we're at. Um, we've done all the work. Yeah, we've uh, that that is the process we kind of go through in the last couple ten days, couple weeks leading up. Is you know make sure all these guys are graded, and then you got to rank them. You know, you got to compare a offensive player to a defensive player and stack the board in the way you know we think we we can best uh, envision it. So we hope we're right. Uh, you know, you never know. There's there's always surprises, but. And then now there's just some last-minute uh, work that we do, you know, just confirming with guys and answering any last-minute questions we have with the player or their agents. Right. I guess the last twist would be the NFL draft because, you know, you, you look at potential draft boards, and obviously Justin Sr. is on a lot of, you know, boards as the number one prospect. He gets selected in the sixth round by Seattle. And then there were three Canadians that were, you know, signed as priority free agents. Uh, so that probably changes the thinking a little bit, or, or does it? It does, yeah. No, every year the you know these guys the, we're we're grading some good players. So the the personnel people in the NFL they they take notice. We speak with them. So it is it's it's on our it's our job as uh, as scouts and personnel guys is to follow up with our NFL contacts and find out you know kind of exactly where these guys are fitting in, what the uh, NFL team's plan is with each guy, and you know sometimes they're they're a little more forthcoming than others, but um, I think we usually get a good sense. You know, with uh, with the people we have in our office, we can we feel we could mm-hmm. get a good idea of exactly you know where these guys slot in, and we try to put a timeline on when we might see them. You know, for like you mentioned, Justin Senior as a draft pick, you know, he might be two three years away. You know, so that's the kind of stuff we need to know. But also things change. You know, it's. Uh, what do they call it? The, that NFL is called the not for long league. So <laughs> never know. Well, but 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 you know it's interesting. You know, I talk about a sixth round pick for Seattle for Justin, and, and then I go back to the 2014 draft for the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, the Stamps took a little bit of a flyer on a third round pick, a guy by the name of Laurent Duvernay Tardif. Well, he's not coming to the Canadian Football League anytime soon. He just signed a huge contract with Kansas City, and 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 hey, you took a flyer on the player. It didn't work out. Obviously, it worked out very well for Laurent. Yeah, and it's actually you know we uh we just we feel great for the kid because he was such a he was such a good player coming out and and I believe that year that we had that was our second we had two third round picks so we thought it at the position we were in uh, we could take a flyer and he was that good of a player that you know maybe coming from a small school uh, you know in Canada that you know they might he might get overlooked but he was he was good enough he he, he made the 53 man roster in his first year down there and just kept progressing from there so mm-hmm. we couldn't be happier for Laurent you know he's uh he's established himself as an elite player only elite players get you know on the offensive line get paid like he did so couldn't be happier he's uh you know he's he's finishing his medical degree 
and he's well on his way in life. He's uh, and, he, and a great person to deal with as well. Yeah, true, true enough. I, I got to ask you this question, Brendan, if you don't mind. You know, uh, Tony O'Claire from Laval, tight end, uh, he signs as a priority free agent with the Tampa Bay. Uh, Jeff Goff out of Manitoba, he signs as a priority free agent out of Green Bay, an offensive lineman. And then uh, Eli Anku, he's a defensive lineman out of UCLA. Uh, he signs a priority free agent deal with the Houston Texans. Uh, when they sign as a priority free agent, what does that mean, and what does that do, to, in, in your opinion, to their draft status here in Canada? Uh, usually it means is they, they give them some upfront money and it, how much is, you know, that's then we got to find out is, you know, how much has the NFL team invested in this player? Because mm-hmm. the way it works, they have a, a salary cap kind of on what they can pay upfront to undrafted free agents. So depending on what percentage of that cap they used on the player kind of slots them in is, you know, you can kind of guess where they're going to fit on their depth chart and whether, you know, they're going to be an easy cut come, you know, come training camp. So we do have to figure that out. It is it is significant that that they were you know priority free agents. They were in that class. It's, you know, obviously the the second tier after being drafted. So, mm-hmm. uh, but it has happened. Uh, you know, guys, you know, they just don't make it. You know, NFL teams, you know, feel the need to move on. It's competitive league. So it's just a question if you know if you're drafting guy, yeah, you're probably not going to see him until September if if he happens to get released. So that's kind of the gamble you have to take if he gets released after the NFL training camp. Right. Is it is it fair to say then that you know all four of these players are no longer first round draft picks here in Canada? That that would just be taking too big of a risk for any organization, not just for the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, I'm not sure. I I, okay. I couldn't speak for other. I know it, um, it's happened uh, in the past. I know last year Edmonton took Tevin Smith. Uh, yeah, true enough. In the last pick of the of the first round. And then they did it with R.J. Colune at the last pick of the second round. So it depends. It's uh, it's a bit of a gamble, I would say. You know, but it's less of a gamble on an undrafted free agent. I guess is the uh, the short answer to that. Is you know, you keep, can if you feel like that player is is good enough that you're willing to wait on, then that's something then you would consider going forward with in the, in the first round. Yeah, fair, fair enough. And I guess technically no one is surprised in the Stampede organization that, you know, these four players, you know, did get some major looks in the NFL. No, not at all. Like you brought up Anthony Eau Claire. He's, uh, I think he, he's got a bright future down there. Just seeing him compete. I was at down at the uh, East West shrine game, the all-star game where he competed against some division one players. And I would, I would have put him in the, one of the top two tight ends in that group. You know, he's physical, he can block, he moves his feet, uh, very strong hands. He's not, not the, not the greatest top end speed guy, you know, cause some of those tight ends are, are there's some pretty quick tight ends down there, but I think he does all the technical things and he, and he's, uh, he's not afraid to take on bigger defensive ends and, you know, kind of do their blocking scheme. Cause it is a bit of a different game the way they use their tight ends. So, I think he's got a real chance. Jeff Gray's a very intriguing athlete. I've, you know, there was a few teams on him. You know, speaking with his agent today, uh, that were that were after him. So we got a bit of a report. He he's going to have a chance in there just because he's so athletic at his size. So mm-hmm. I think all of them, all four. Ellie from UCLA, another big kid. He's more of that prototypical NFL nose tackle. Uh, you know, where a big run stopper takes on double teams, kind of a two gap guy. So, I guess, yeah, there's uh, they all have they all have good opportunities ahead of them. Yeah, f- fair, fair enough. How many mock drafts have the uh, Calgary Stampede organization uh, done so far? That's going to start tomorrow afternoon. Okay. So we'll do you know we'll do a couple tomorrow. We'll do a couple on Friday. Maybe come in on Saturday. Do one last one. Uh, before our draft on Sunday, but we try to, we'll do as many as it takes until we feel, you know, we got a good handle on it. So, you know, we, 
we try we we split up the teams amongst you know our coaches and us personnel guys try to help out as much as we can we go through other teams depth charts and see where they slot their canadians and you know kind of on the internet looking at rumors and it's it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, but the, the mock draft is interesting because it does give you a picture after all the work that you've done of how, you know, the day could go. Well, you know, all I do is I look back at the 2016 draft for the Calgary Stampeders. You know, Alex Singleton, he becomes your starting middle linebacker. Juwan Breskison, he had a couple of starts for the Calgary Stampeders last year. Roman Grossman, he had, uh, you know, seven starts last year. One start at, at center for your team, you know, because of the issues on the offensive line. Uh, Pierre-Luc Caron, P.L. Caron, you know, your starting long snapper for the entire season uh, plays in the Grey Cup game as well. And, uh, you know, I guess when it's all said and done, I guess Michael Kuzak, he, he's going to come back next year out of McMaster. Or he's going to be on the team this year. So uh, that, that's a pretty good draft class from uh, from 2016. If you can match something like that, you're, you're, you're off to the races. No, exactly. No, no, thank you. No, we, uh, we had faith in the players, and it, it's really up to the player once you put them in the field. Well, mm-hmm. we try to put them in the best positions, but for those guys to step up, for Alex Singleton to come in and and he earned the starting job. He, you know, he beat out Taylor Reed. He was just he was that uh when he, you know, on spot duty on defense and then when he his play on special teams, he showed to the coaches uh, that he he was going to win that position. You know, he he's he's a come in early guy. He's the, you know, even as a rookie, he was he became the leader of that defense. Um, you know, there's some other veterans on that defense, but they could look to Alex. You know, he would be prepared and he'd be able to line guys up. And the best story is probably Pierre Luke to come yeah. in and and be. Uh, you know, that's a that's a high pressure position, and it's a, you know the, you only notice him the one time he screws up, right? So <laughs> he came in and 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 won the job, and he can cover a little bit down the field on teams. So yeah, we were excited about all our draft picks, and like you mentioned, Michael Kashik, he's coming back. He went back for his fifth year at McMaster. He's going to come in and compete at the defensive end spot, you know, provide some depth there, be a special teams guy, but you'll notice him in practice. He's got an interesting little pass rush set that uh, he, okay. he can get to the quarterback. So we got a, you know, Dave's good friends, Greg Knox. We got a good report uh, again this year on Mike and McMaster. So, so we're, we're happy to have him, come in and compete. Brendan Mahoney, the Director of Canadian Scouting for the Calgary Stampeders, previewing the uh, CFL draft, which goes uh, this uh, Sunday, a Sunday afternoon, as a matter of fact. Uh, any, any word from the CFL why they decided to go on a Sunday afternoon? I'm not, yeah, no, I'm not sure. <laughs> Sorry. I don't get those memos. I don't know, either. I don't either. It yeah. uh, seems like a strange time, but hey, it yeah. does happen after the NFL draft, which obviously does make uh, yeah. sense from that standpoint. Hey, the one thing I noticed to Brendan, you know, from the NFL draft this weekend, and, and of course, the NFL does everything big, top shelf. It's it's mm-hmm. crazy, but uh, but boy, there was a lot of uh, focus on, you know, character, background checks, and, you know, th- there were some some interesting picks by interesting organizations, uh, players with a little shady, uh, shady background. How much focus do you do in this day and age i i think it's very important isn't it to do that background check to to do that character check no it definitely is and it, i think you, you learn a lot i don't know, just you know maybe our philosophy uh on our team is, is just by speaking to the player and you know if there are questions character wise you know you have to feel comfortable confronting them about that and see how they react and then you follow it up you do some background research on the player so mm-hmm. it is very important because sometimes you know it, it's a it could, the player could be a victim of the circumstances he's in, you know, maybe on his college team. And, you know, once it's such a different game once you get to the pro level. And we feel the culture that we develop here on our team is we can bring those guys in and bring them along. And we can identify them very quickly if it's not working out, it's not fitting in, you know, we'll move on. So it's, it is something that we look at. And if, if we have any questions, we're pretty direct. We go, we go right to the player and say, explain these 
circumstances. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to their high school coach. We'll talk to their college coach. You know, we'll talk to people that surround them and see if we can get an accurate sense. Because especially the higher end guys, you need to know those type of things. You know, you need to know all the information that you get, and you have to feel comfortable that you've done the work before you pick them. That this guy could come and become a Calgary Stampeder and and be a, a productive member in the community as well as in the locker room. Brendan, I asked you this question uh, two, three weeks ago when we last had you on, but I think it's worth resetting. Uh, how would you sum up this year's uh, Canadian Football League draft as far as the talent pool goes? Um, I would say a, a little above average. It's not, you know, it's not a it's a, a, a top tier, you know, no doubter. Like, I think the interesting thing is still leading up to the, there's no consensus number one right. out there, right? There's still, you know, any number of one through nine to ten guys could go number one. So it's uh, it's got some it's got some depth later on uh, in the in the in the draft where um, you know that's kind of where we make our money is if we can find guys late that can come in and help us contribute. So uh, it's interesting class of defensive backs. Um, there's a few offensive linemen. It's uh, it's going to be. I, I actually it's it's a tough one to to predict. So I think the mock drafts would be interesting. You know, talking to our coaches and seeing you know where they have guys, where they think other teams have guys slotted. So, but it's also a case where you have Winnipeg has two picks ahead of us as well as BC. So, mm-hmm. that's you know that that throws a wrench in it too because they can you know they can do a couple different things when you have multiple picks in the first. Seven, so. Yeah, true enough. And, and hey, we, we always know John Huffnagel is a master when it comes to maybe wheeling and dealing, and so we'll see how that all plays out on, on Sunday. Hey, one final question, if you don't mind, and again, this is a, probably above your payroll, but i, I got to ask it anyway because all the Stampeder fans are texting in and saying, is Eric Rogers coming back to Calgary? Is Eric Rogers coming back to Calgary? Well, he was released today by the San Francisco 49ers, of course, uh, you know, a management change there. Uh, he, he's still not 100% from his injury, from what I understand, and I do think there's going to be some NFL opportunities, but as the uh, organization reached out at all yeah uh i spoke uh with eric's representative with his agent today and yeah he described kind of just what he said he's he's still rehabbing his injury his injuries what about seven eight months from it happening you know acl it does you know to get full you know motion back it takes it can take any 10 to 12 months so we reached out and his agent you know we have a, a pretty good relationship uh with his agent cameron weiss and cam told us look we're gonna you know, see what San Francisco still has the opportunity to add him back and put him on their injured reserve. Okay. Okay. So that's a possibility that could happen. You know, he's, you know, he'll go through the waiver process. We'll see if any other teams put a claim in for him, but he's still um, regarded pretty highly in the, in, uh, in the national football league, you know, you saw when he worked out, he worked out for about 18 or 19 teams. So I think he's on people's radar. So, but uh, his agent said he'd keep us up to date. You know, he texted me immediately when it happened, and you know we're we're definitely following. You know, Eric's a great player, a great person, but uh, I think he might be down there a little a little bit longer. Yeah, no, and, and fair enough, and I hope it all works out for him too, because as I say, he's a great individual and uh, and a great player as well. Hey, Brendan, uh, really looking forward to tomorrow night because I'm going to be at uh, McMahon Stadium for uh, it's a snap, the ladies only huddle. Oh, that's always a lot of fun, yep. and uh, obviously we'll be out there on Sunday as well. So uh, enjoy it. Get uh, it's going to be a busy week for you. Okay, yeah, no, well, no, thank you very much, Doc. Thanks Brendan, for having me on. Brendan Mahoney, a Director of Canadian Scouting for the Calgary Stampeders, as we preview the CFL Draft, which happens on Sunday. Sports Talk with Jock, brought to you by Atco Energy. Sign-up bonus, anniversary credits, and flexible plans that will save your business money. Take a look at their website. Visit atcoenergy.com. we got a break for the news at the top of the hour, then lots more coming your way next hour on Sports Talk with Jock.
Sports Talk with Jock. Weekdays from 6.30 to 8 p.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary. CHQR.